Hi, and welcome to the Ward and Katie Wilsey podcast. I'm Ward Wilsey, and I'm the CFO of HHS, headquartered in the Austin, Texas area. I'm also a former private bank wealth advisor and practicing attorney. And I'm Katie Wilsey, a licensed Texas real estate agent. We live in the Lake Travis area right outside of Austin with our four kids, two dogs, and one cat. We've been through it all with money, broken in debt to debt-free and wealthy. We're continuing to build our wealth and live happier lives. We're here to talk to you about your money, how to earn more, save more, and invest more. We'll talk about the mistakes we've made and how we've learned from them. We'll give you advice on how you can get control of your financial lives, get out of debt, and be on your way to financial success. So buckle up and get ready to take notes because here comes another episode of The The Ward and Katie Wilsey Podcast. That was a lot better than the first one we did. That was a lot better than the first one we did. Okay, how are you doing? I'm good. Today is Thursday the 26th. I was homeschooling. Day one. Um, it was okay. It's online learning. It's not homeschooling. There's a difference. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm raising four very independent kids, let me tell you. They're bunking heads right now, but as a result, they are able to do most of this on their own. I had to get them set up, but thankfully, the, I mean, bravo to the school district. So seamless and streamlined like across the board all of the uh, classes very consistent and for them to be able to roll this out kind of a not at a moment's notice but with two weeks of prep right is pretty impressive so um and, and apparently you got a big assist from jacob's football coach and the uh, principal today right i i was Yeah, the coaches um, definitely were there to support the parents. We meaning uh, there may be consequences for kids who aren't learning, right? I mean, he today he got an email from our principal, a nudge, just gentle nudge, gentle nudge, reminding him that he must keep learning and that uh, his head football coach would be checking in to see who was getting online today and that if you didn't get online he could only imagine what the consequences would look like and then I think he said five of his coaches texted him today nice yeah so um it is nice. I mean, I will say that's one of the... We're, we're advocates of football. I know many people are, but there weren't five teachers calling him. He didn't have his English teacher and all these different teachers checking in on him. Right. Right? Like, five football coaches checked in on him to make sure, like, he's okay today. It's just... That's crazy to me. Like, that's different than anything else out there. I don't... I don't know. Maybe all the swim coaches were checking in on their swimmers, but... Something tells me this is um, very unique. Very unique. So, anyhow, day one went very, very seamless and smooth, I would say, and easy. I mean, it's day one, right? So, it was the four core classes. We started this, and it's planned to go until April 13th. I think they'll introduce some of the electives next week, which could get interesting, right? Like yeah. Jacobs in Spanish. And he really doesn't want to retake Spanish too. So we really want him to get a grade so that this will count. So um, 
anyhow, it's, we, we want the electives to, to come on board. Um, and yeah, I mean, yesterday I had a ton of anxiety leading up to this yeah. as I'm sure most Americans do because like we're not teachers for a reason. Right. And if you have any more than one kid and maybe even people with one kid had anxiety, but I have four. Yeah. So I have 27 teachers that are sending me emails about online learning. Like that's anxiety. I have, you know, four little future brains that I'm trying to you say future brains. Like they don't have one. They don't have them yet, but you you know what I mean? Like they, yeah, I mean, and this is going to be a blurb hopefully on the like radar. Right later in life and we'll look back and there was this like month that we all tried to online learn and it was like stupid, you know, whatever. So I'm, I I do realize I have it in perspective. I'm not feeling the weight of the world to educate my children now. They're not going to become dumb after uh, two weeks or a month or whatever it ends up being. No, but I, I want to, you know, I will say that it, I think everyone was relieved with a sense of like, Order today, we had, you know, 9 a.m. started school, and then there was, like, an official lunch break. Um, I know my daughter was in, like, an insanely good mood today, because our daughter. Um, she just got to see all of her friends on Zoom, which, like, big plug for Zoom, right? Google yeah. Hangouts and Zoom are both keeping America afloat right now, I feel like. Um, but, so she got to see friends and talk to friends, and... She read her 30 minutes. Like, she's been so excited for this day. I think she woke up early for this day. Right. So I think the kids are definitely craving this. It's kind of like summer, but summer, you know, uh, we've got two and a half months. And we're, well, and the other thing is right now, I mean, they can't, the pool's not open. Like, they're not able to hang out with their friends. So the it's, lake, everything. It, it's not like summer. Like, it's yeah. just, it's, there's it's no camps, totally different. Yeah, it is. It's different. They're, I'm obviously different. Like, some parts are better. I mean, they're fishing like crazy and going in the outdoors like crazy. But right. And like, I'm walking like crazy. I think, well, look, again, like there's all these, I keep talking to, I look in the future all the time. That's like kind of how I live, which... So this is part of the issue that I'm going through right now is like kind of being content with where I'm at right now. But anyhow, I think when we get into the future and we look back on this, we're going to be like, wow, like I went from walking 7,000 steps a day to 20,000 steps a day, or for some people, 2,000 to 5,000, whatever it is. I bet you hands down, the majority of people, their steps are doubled in the last week and a half. Well, just looking at our neighborhood, like the yeah. sheer volume of people. Who That's why out. I can say that. Like I can't see all of America, obviously, but our neighborhood is packed and everyone that I'm talking to is telling me how, yeah, all their neighbors are out walking now and, and there's just nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, and it was kind of like this in, in 08, meaning like, yeah, when the economy has a major shock, like it's, it's, it's obviously stressful and a bummer, but I remember the same thing in 08, like, the, the crash happened and then I know we started like running and 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 joined you know got checked back in San Diego yeah. and and um, got in shape that was about the time like we both started like actually taking health and fitness seriously and getting in shape so well because it also acts as therapy think about it so when you're totally. stressed and we are all stressed right now because there's so much uncertainty right like even even if you're in 
a position like a company like Amazon that's thriving or the grocery stores, they're thriving, but they're stressed, right? Because right. they're like, can we meet our demands? How can we can control this? Are riots going to break out? Are people going to get sick? Are they going to shut us down? Because we don't know. Like there is, everyone is stressed. Even the people in the better areas are feeling the stress of it all so and i think as much as we talk about on this show about like you know financial health and stuff like that i think just general health and fitness is 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 so important and now is the time like where people are gonna have the time and the and the bandwidth to go ahead and start taking care of this you know? yeah so you know what i you just made me think of this is on it's for the next I think fourteen days is Dave Ramsey. If you go to his website, we've plugged in the past that we went through financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, he's offering it for free right now online, so you can take the whole, you can cram the whole course. That's a good idea, right? So instead of cramming a Netflix series, you cram this in, and even I mean, no matter what position you are in financially, it will help you. Even if yeah. it's just a matter of like, okay, I'm going to start saving pennies. They also have have the one for uh, teenagers on sale right now, too. Yeah, the high school one. Uh Yeah, we'll have to look into that. I was thinking about that today. Jacob might be good with that. They said on the podcast today something that struck me a little bit. I'm going to butcher it because I just always do that. But information is just that. It's just information unless you use it. And then it becomes a tool and you become wise. You grow from it. So you can just sit here and stare in front of a TV and gather all this information. It just goes in and you don't do anything with it. I'll tell you that. And and this goes to Dave Ramsey because he's been around forever is that like stuff that's been around for like 20 plus years that stood the test of time is generally worth listening to and stuff that just comes off the media or Twitter or whatever is generally not worth listening to. I yeah. mean, it's it's just stuff that's proven timeless and stuff like that. It's like like even reading the Bible, right? You can pick up any section of the Bible and, you know, you read for, you know, a few pages, a few chapters, and, like, you'll get something out of it different every time. Well, that's a book that's been around for thousands of years. Right. So, you know, whether it's Dave Ramsey's advice or, you know, Dale Carnegie, like, or, you know, just those old, like, standard kind of books i think it's it's important to go back to basics right now and you know that's sometimes we forget and we get into like the new new type well, of experience stuff. creates wisdom right yeah and that's so that's you, all you, that, that's another way of saying what i'm saying yeah exactly so i mean even us at, in our early 40s like while we have a lot of experience and we have some wisdom that we still have a ways to go for sure for sure so we agree on that. Um, so, yeah, we can talk briefly about the Austin real estate market. It, I would say it's pretty much hit a pause. We are on the stay-at-home order. We are very, very firmly recommended not to do any face-to-face with clients, any showings, any open houses. Um, they are one step away from disabling lockboxes, so they're kind of giving everyone this one chance of like, just follow the rules, stay home. We don't want it to go to that point because there could be some emergency situation that needs to, that's essential, but we, they are really trying to urge people to stay in their house and not practice real estate face to face. Uh, there are many tools that they're rolling out and that have already been around, but even now new tools to 
see a house, view a house, write an offer sight unseen, or if you're not comfortable with that, then to the point of uh, just closings, docu signing, like lenders are allowing for non wet. Like I was surprised, like because uh, one of my uh, one of my colleagues is closing on a piece of real estate, and we're doing like everything via docu sign. Like it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So but- most of the lenders, especially Fannie Mae, most of the lenders I would say right now are not. Requiring a wet signature. So they're not requiring like a notary? Like that's, Correct. I mean, it's DocuSign. Like, that's kind of crazy to me. It's, I don't like... And it what, may backfire this, this well, 30 so, days. I don't know. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't followed this, so don't take this for what it's worth. But like when I was practicing law in California, it was always transactions in real property had to... Had to had to have a notary, and that was part of it. Maybe they've just waived that, and I didn't I didn't catch that. But they, yeah, it's very it's like within this week. Okay, because so, uh, a notary can't be in with another person. No, I get that, but like the whole the whole point of like like real property is a big big transaction, right? Yeah. Like especially in Texas, yeah. but but anywhere, like anywhere, yeah. And to not do it with a notary, like after a week, some time, lenders aren't. Allowing that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. most are. It's crazy. So there are ways to still um, do. Like we have a new home orientation on a sale, and we're all doing it via Zoom. Okay. So the builder will walk through the house, and my clients will be in their house, and I'll be in my house, and we'll cruise the house via Zoom. What's your prediction? Like three months from now on property prices. Well, honestly, so I, I had a, the opportunity to look back on some stats with uh, Austin over the last like 50 years and how Austin has recovered from all sorts of different um, market crashes, whether it's 9-11, um, a flu epidemic or um, 2008, 2007, all sorts of different um, pitfalls, if you will, and Austin has always rebounded faster than the national average and always rebounded. Yeah. Like they haven't had a slump. So that's promising. I think um, I'm torn because a part of me wants to say it's, it might stay, a, it might shift to a buyer's market, which we know it is a little bit right now, um, if they can even buy. But it might shift to a buyer's market. And the reason I say that is because. So many people have taken their, their homes off the market and temporarily. all come on at one time. Right. So then we're going to have this burst of inventory. But then to that same argument, maybe we're going to have a burst of buyers too because all those buyers are sitting temporarily yeah. in the wings as well. So I actually anticipate summer, if all goes well, and this really does clean up by, say, mid-May. Lord help us. That's six weeks away, seven weeks away. But if this all starts to clean up by mid-May... I think we're just going to see spring happen in summer. Okay. Austin is still, I mean, Dell is still growing. Apple is still moving here. Facebook is here. Like all these major companies that we're moving are still moving. No one has said, oh, we decided we're not going to move there. They're all still moving. So all these employees are following. We're still a booming town. So I think that, I think that the city will rebound the, and the surrounding counties will rebound just fine. Um, a lot of people have been asking me in the last week, days on market. Does it hurt my house to have days on market? Stay there. And 
what does that mean? I think most people know, but just in case someone doesn't know, when you list your house on the MLS, your the counter starts. The days on market counter starts. Right. So when you're shopping for a home and you see something that's been on the market for, say, 300 days, you just assume something's, something's wrong, wrong with, with that. that house. They don't want to sell it. Why has no one else liked it? Right? Why is it sat there for so long? There's maybe, you know, one in a million person is like, oh, it's been waiting for me. But most people assume. So now you have people yeah. saying, should I take my house off the market? I have two sellers right now. Should I take it off of the market? And my answer to that is no. Right now it's a coming soon. Well, the other thing is, is like no one's going to a month from now go, oh, this was the same circumstance as usual in the market. And because totally. it's been on the, mo- the market a month, we're going to assume there's something wrong with it. Everyone's going to know. Everyone's oh, going to do math in their head and they're going like, to say no 45 of these days don't count exactly. or whatever amount. I wouldn't be surprised if Austin Board of Realtors figures out a way to actually do like a like once everything goes back to normal. Right. Day one. Like, or just or even just deduct the 20 days that we're on lockdown or whatever. or whatever it is. Something. Do some sort of minus there. Um, so really to me, it's like you're 100% never going to get an offer if it's. Not never, but like you're not going to get an offer if it's not on the market, right? Right. If it's on the market, there's a small chance. It's very slim to none right now, but there's a house right in my neighborhood that just got an offer today. People are still moving. It's a doctor that has to move here. Like, it is what it is. So, he's there buying a house in this climate. I have a client under contract. They have to move here. He's being relocated here. So, there is that. So, if your house is on the market, there's there's a chance it's going to sell. And even in this climate... But more than anything, it's a coming soon. And I can see on the back end that people are favoriting, they're looking at it. I do my weekly updates and I can see that people are, people are shopping and people are maybe even saying like, I want to get out of my state. My state's not handling this crisis right or whatever. (laughs) They put me in lockdown in California. I bet there's going to be even more Californians to move here. Well, we're in lockdown in Texas too. So don't worry. We're a hot spot. We are not in lockdown. Same way they are. In California, they're giving people tickets. Like, they're giving people $400 tickets for being non-essential. No one I know. And I know plenty of people. There's been plenty of things. You can you can kiss my butt if you think Governor Abbott's going to give $400 tickets. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Uh, I mean, I suppose that someone could, but um, anyhow. they. So, yeah, I, I just think it. You, everyone should see it as a coming soon right now. Yeah. Um, and not freak out or panic and take it off the market. I think if anything, that creates more of the mess. It's like when the stock market starts to fall and, oh my gosh, the numbers really are declining. Like, I mean, so to give you an idea in Austin alone, in the last six days, 800 houses closed, like transactions closed in the last week, 800 of them. That's low for us, but it's still... 800 that did, you know, so yeah. maybe your house could be one of them. So, um, anyhow, that's my, my spiel on the market, the rental market. I have a client that's trying to rent a property and he, he had two showings. It's a vacant property and he had two showings yesterday. So probably he'll be able to get it rented. Um, there's still activity going on. It's just, yeah, that's just tough in the rental market. Cause you gotta, slow. you gotta, I mean, 
Everything's like, tough. Like, yeah. look, I mean, they're they're with renters. They're saying like you can't evict people. Well, there's consequences of that. Meaning, like in the future, when you accept a renter, it's going to be like not one month's deposit, but two months deposit. Right. Not and also being a you, you know, smart landlords are going to tell renters like you need to show me your reserves. Like you need to show me you can last a month. Like. It's what people don't realize in all this is that there's consequences to these kind of ad hoc policies that yeah. people are doing, and because they it's feel good hurt. in the moment, but it, it's it's going to hurt renters long yeah. term. Like if you're a, if you're a weak renter, you're going to have a real hard time renting a house. So that is what it is. Um, well, let's what's the stimulus package? All right, let's, let's talk go about to that. the stimulus package. All right. So the stimulus package, like most stimulus packages, is a way of pretending that we're passing relief on to the quote average American but to the in, tune of two trillion dollars we're trying to raise other people's debt by going in more debt for our country I, and I think that's kind of a start but I know okay so all right let's I'm just gonna go kind of I got an article in front of me we're gonna kind of, kind of go down and comment on so loans to industries, $500 billion worth of loans to industries. So on one hand, it's good that these are loans, meaning they got to pay back. They have back. to be paid back. But, There's interest earned. But, but let me just, let me talk into this a little because Joe Blow's business down the street, Joe Blow's truck repair down the street is not getting one of these loans. These loans are going to, you know, large Fortune 500 companies, publicly traded companies. That are in a slump. As the government picking and choosing, and, and here's here's like a good example is like you know, so this article says the Treasury Department would divvy up to five a five hundred billion dollar pot of loans to struggling industries like airlines and even cities and states. So let's go over the airlines for a second. So the airlines the past few years have had record stock buybacks, which means they've taken their cash, which presumably comes from profits, although they could have also raised debt through bonds. And they've bought back their stock. Why would they do that? So think about this. If your company's worth a million dollars and you have a million shares of stock, it's worth $1 per share, right? Yeah. If you suddenly buy back half of those shares, now it's worth $2 a share and the remaining shareholders have their stock price boosted. Okay. So they've taken their cash and instead of stocking it away in a savings account, they've said, well... Let's do the buyback and boost up our sh- our share price. Well, that obviously helps their shareholders and it helps their executives, right? Because their executives are their CEO, their CFO, their top executives are all compensated in stock options or some some sort of stock. So it's increased their net worth. And now they're saying, well, we need a loan because we don't have any money. It's like, well, you spent all the money on doing your stock buybacks to enrich yourselves. Okay. To me, I don't like this the loans to these industries at all. I think if you take if you're taking one of these loans from the government, you're suddenly like a public utility like the electric company. All the shareholders in my opinion and all the executives should have their equity wiped out. It, another way to do it would be you could sit there and there's all these private equity companies, there's all these Right, that would love to They would love to buy that pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Let them do it. They'll fire the executives, they'll replace them with other executives. This is a sham. Like the five hundred billion dollars completely wasted. There's there's cash out there that would be willing to 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 buy, you know, whatever airline is gonna get a bit. Why don't you think 
private equity firms step up in these times and like well, knock they, on their doors? Well, because well, because they are right. Private all these airlines who are getting like say say. I have no idea how American Airlines is doing, but say American Airlines is saying we're going under and we need a hundred million dollars. There's private equity companies just saying, "Hey, we'll buy you out for fifty million or whatever the number is." Right. Don't quote me, right? right? They're getting a better deal from the government, right? They're going to get a low interest loan, which they can pay back at their convenience, just like after the last crisis, after two thousand and eight. Yeah. I would say let Carl Icahn, let Bill Ackman, who we'll talk about in a minute, let all these corporate raiders who everyone hates come in and say, I'll take all your stuff for $500 million, or however much much they need. We're going to kick out your management. We're going to kick out your board of directors. We're going to replace them with someone else. These companies should – it's fine that they exist, and right. they would exist. Like, mind you, if – if this didn't go through, there'd still be an American Airlines. There'd still be a United. They would just be owned by, quote, corporate raiders who we think are so bad. They would kick out the the existing CEOs and everyone who did this and got and in this our position. country would be $500 billion less in debt. Like, you're... Oh, hold on. I got Jacob asking me to put lighter fluid on. No, use the chimney <laughs> and put the p- paper in. Use the chimney. I already flipped it over, but... Is it is it on fire? Well, you gotta wait. Leave you it could in use the chim- a little bit of that, but you need to stand back. But it, you gotta put the charcoal in the chimney until it's it's flaming out of it. Oh, it just it like won't get to the flaming point. Then put more paper under it and light it. Light more That's, paper than fire. Okay. He just wants to pour. It, so just pour it a little bit. You already did it. Yeah, I already flipped it, so just pour it Yeah, just pour it. Like, put a little bit of paper, tuck some paper under the charcoal, and pour a little bit, and then light a match on the paper. Yeah, be careful with that so it doesn't explode. All right, teaching my son how to light charcoal. Can you edit that out? No, I don't (laughs) want to do that. Okay, but anyway, the point is, is that all these companies that are taking these loans, there's plenty of cash out there that is on the, that, that could just take them out and it would be fine. The idea of giving loans to these companies, the airlines, is ridiculous. Okay, let's go on. All right, checks on the way. U.S. residents with adjusted gross income up to 75000 150000 for married couples will get 1200 bucks. Okay, what date was that? Because today I read 99 and 198 married couples. Uh, maybe they increased it. No, this is, this is the stimulus package. So the article I read was Wall Street Journal. Yeah, may have not been what passed. Um, so 2,400 for couples and 500 bucks for, per, per child. Um, well, so you're right, but it goes down as you go up to 99,000. So seventy five thousand, you get the max. You get less as you go up to ninety nine thousand, and then if you earned above ninety nine thousand, you're cut off. So joint filers ninety one hundred ninety eight thousand, which is yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, so that's for joint filers, but you get the max if it's seventy five thousand for singles or one hundred fifty thousand. So, but anyway, here's here's the deal is is you're going to get some cash, like a, a rebate. I, you if know, you make over 198 you get zero? Yeah. I mean, the challenge with this is, like, I, 
so first of all, I get that people are suddenly lost jobs and stuff like that, but this has no distinction on like whether you lost your job or not. So there's plenty of people who have jobs who are going to get the money. Right. And I, I wish that like, yeah, if it was more strategic, they would say, okay, renters, we're going to put, you know, $1,200 in your pocket you so that you can rent. pay your rent. Is it, I mean, no, what's going to happen is people are going to still defer their rent for three months and, and take $1,200 and go buy some new clothes. Or booze or like whatever. Right. Like, this is stupid. Like, and, and again, like, people who take this... I but mean, we also don't want our government telling us how to spend the money. No, but, but you can tell people how to spend it by making it debt. Like, again, like, credit card yeah. companies haven't gone under. Like, if you don't have... 1200 bucks to pay your rent in this situation. I'm sure it's because you've, I'm sure you have a credit card. Like that's, right. that's what people can put it on, you know? And I, again, like it's something that's not going to have a, a, a positive effect, but it's going to increase the national debt. Um, healthcare providers are getting grants to, to a hundred billion worth to help fight the coronavirus, make up for dollars that they've lost for elective surgeries. So that's good. I mean, because yeah. I'm in the industry, like they are, be, be, they're basically saying no elective surgeries. That's how they make a lot of their money sure. in hospitals. And there's a lot of hospitals that were going under before this whole coronavirus right. thing. So it, this is a kind of necessary part because they're basically telling the hospitals, you can't have elective surgeries, clear out. We need coronavirus room, let's call it. Yeah, so I agree. that, that part of it, you know, makes a lot of sense. Um, we went over this, but there's another direct aid to airlines. So again, I don't agree with it at all. Like not at all. Um, state and local governments, you know, it's who, who knows. Real quick. I want to back up one thing on the income too, is, um, when people are asking like how much you made, so if you haven't filed your 2019 taxes yet, which a lot of people didn't, which they extended that to they July. To July. But if you have, then they'll use your 2019 income that you reported. If you haven't, they use your 2018. But be careful because if 2018 you earned. $50,000 less than you did in 2019. Once they get your 2019, they will prorate it and you may end up owing oh, back some of the money. Like they clearly state that. So be cautious. Don't take it if you don't need it. Well, I think you automatically get it, don't you? Do you yeah, have to file for it? True. I don't think you do. Yeah, so I think what will happen is when you go to do your taxes next year, they're going to be like, oh, boom, we gave you money last year. You get less this year. Yeah. So just FYI, that was good to, the more you know. The more you So a lot of, a lot of stuff going on with, with that. I, I mean, like any of these bailouts, you know, what, what ends up happening is it's really going to provide a very short term solution for most people. If any solution, that 1200 bucks isn't going to go very far. And although my grocery bill, boy. Yeah. Well, we're not getting anything. So I know. But it would be so nice because my grocery bill is crazy. Yeah. But what's, you know, a lot of... Nothing on the kids? Is that what you're... Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. Like with with kids, I don't think it it applies because I think we made too much. So Um, the way I read it, which it's weird, I don't see it in this thing that I'm looking at now, but the way I read it was it was a separate category. Like it was like 
kind of how you just read through, you know. Yeah, the, I think I, what it says is you have to you have to qualify in order for it to apply to your kids as well. So I don't I don't think it's going to at least for us. Although hold on, I'm reading something here. You might be right. No, so this is okay. So let me read this whole paragraph, and you got, you can dissect it. Married couples earning a gross adjusted income up to 150 will receive 2400. Checks phase out completely at 198 for couples. So you can make up to 198 and then you no longer get anything. Heads of households will receive 1200 if they earn up to 112500 phasing out completely at 136500. Additionally, heads of household and married couples will receive 500 Per child under 16. So that's like a different line. Do you see where it was like period additionally? Yeah. So it's not saying that it doesn't. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to read the actual. I mean, we'll see. I'd have to read, I'd have to read the actual law, but I, I mean, what I'm reading is that it doesn't apply to kids if, if it doesn't apply to you, but we'll see. Okay. Um, that's how you interpret that. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So stock market went way up once this passed. Even our jobless claims went way up. So normally, jobless claims mean that the stock market shouldn't be doing well because the economy's not doing well. But basically, the stimulus, I mean, a lot of cash is going into the economy and that, that's the People stock are receiving market that way well. up. And, you know, the stock market hasn't gone up, I mean, but it, 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 it has, it has, it has gone up considerably in the last in the last few days. Like it's gone up um it has climbed more than twenty percent since Monday, so this week. Right. I think they, they said it was like the highest rebound since nineteen thirty three or something silly. Yeah, I mean that's that's kinda crazy. So I think it's probably a safe bet to as long as you don't need the cash, invest in a Roth. Um, yeah, like, so, I mean, it's still down, like over, right. over, and you know, it's going to ties. go back you know up. Back so up. going in, or maybe you buy an index fund if you need short term well, return. Well, you can never assume short term returns, but if you are investing in stocks, like I just I mean, like a two invest, year, if or like a mutual fund. Well, S and P index, S and P five hundred index fund is like if you don't know anything about the stock market, just buy an S and P. 500 index fund and that's a good investment because right. when I say the market's say you down, want a placeholder for two years that's a 500 index fund you can you can do you can diversify and do other stuff but look the S&P 500 index fund that's 500 of the top high, biggest companies right. in America you'll be fine like we do other stuff it's a little more complex but that is is totally fine for this so you want to hear the uh, the earner the earner, the guy who earned the most money probably out of all of this. Hmm. All right. So Bill Ackman, he's a funny, he's a famous hedge fund manager. So he bet against, he, he shorted the stock market. He spent 27 million shorting the stock market and made more than 2 billion with a B dollars. So he shorted the market in February and exited on March 23rd, making two billion off a two twenty-seven million dollar original investment. So, what did he plant the virus here? No, <laughs> he 
he, I mean, once it came to America, he bet heavily against the stock market and made a lot of money shorting. Jeez. Apparently he was, they're criticizing him because he was telling Mr. Trump, here's his quote. This is March 18th. Mr. President, the moment you send everyone home for spring break and close the border, the infection rate will plummet. The stock market will soar and the clouds will lift. We need your leadership now. And he was short the stock market at the time. So he made a lot of money off that. So that's why he's getting criticized. Uh, you know, but what I would say is, you know, he, he had a lot of cash. He invested it and, you know, bet the right way. Yeah. Just betting against the house. Doesn't hurt anyone. It, it only helps him. But, you know, on the other hand, it just makes you realize when people are having comments about what the president should do, what Congress should do, always just realize people have ulterior motives for doing all this stuff. Surely. And he had a monetary major gain from it. Dude is $2 billion richer. Yeah. Good for him. Um, okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap up. we got some barbecue out there that we need to get to. So Hopefully our son didn't light himself on fire. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. Well, till next time. All right. See ya. Good night.